you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Recording podcast episode one thirteen. What's up, Neil? What's up, man? We've got the first episode of season eight. Is that what this is? Yeah. All right. And we've got with us tonight Darlington Pears. Welcome, guys and gal. Hello. Hey. Hello. And we're gonna have we're gonna continue on this huge bottle of bourbon we started a few episodes <laughs> back. <laughs> I, th- I really think we can. I know. Get close to yeah knocking it out. Thanks to your buddy again. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Cheers, indeed. And I tell you what we'll do is we will let you guys introduce yourselves to our listeners, and then we'll get going. Well, I'm Skylar Brady. I am the principal uh, songwriter and guitarist and producer for Darlington Pairs. All right. Welcome, Skylar. Hey, I'm uh, Aaron Burt Owens as many people know me by. Uh, And I am the uh, bass player, sometimes background vocalist, and co-collaborator with Darlington Bears. What's up? What's up? What's up, Bert? (laughs) Hey, everyone. I'm Fiona Polinski. I'm the drummer (laughs) and backup singer, collaborator of Darlington Bears. We've decided... Fiona is everyone's favorite drummer. Kind of like, kind of like Trev Sax, everyone's favorite saxophone. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, no kidding. Cheers again. We're cheers, and this one's actually to you. <laughs> hey, if we cheers this many times, that bottle's going to go quick. Told you already. We'll see how it goes. Woodford mm-hmm. never, yeah, Woodford never disappoints us, and that's a good choice. So, Bert, we were talking before the uh, the mm-hmm. episode. It's funny that Bert is not anywhere in your name, and my childhood nickname was Bert, and it's nowhere in my name either. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of in my name, but it's not like that's a true. principle of my name. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a fun story. <laughs> Lop off the front of Robert. Yeah, oh. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> is that, that your is. middle name? It is. Yeah, middle name is Robert, but that was the. Uh, that was the stipulation to joining a band about 12 years ago in a completely different genre was that the guys got to call me Bert. So there would be Bert and Ernie among our, uh, <laughs> among our circle. So that, that's a thing that happened to me. And then everybody just started calling me Bert. Stuck. Pretty much since then, including my family, pretty much everybody. Yeah. Was that your first band? No, it wasn't my first band. My first band was actually a uh, rock school band. Elroy okay. Mom's Music, yeah. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. It's probably best that 
we call you Bert and not Aaron because that would be confusing mm-hmm. because of Skylar's wife is also also named Aaron. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I just came that way though. Like that was far, that happened way before I ever even knew Skylar Brady existed. So yeah, here we are. Aaron, Bert. Aaron, Goober, cheers. Cheers to Aaron. Cheers to Bert. <laughs> oh, Goober's the cat. Goober is mm. the cat. Cheers he's a, he's the best cat. So when I was seven years old, the guy that lived two doors down, his dad thought my name was Bert. I don't know how, how he got Bert from Brad, but uh, he asked me my name. And I said, Brad. He said, okay, welcome, Bert. So then every time I came down there, he'd say, Bert's here. So from seven years old on, I was Bert. Man, you took it on way earlier than I did. I was yeah. in my 20s, probably 20 whenever I took that one on. Is yours with a U or an E? E. Yep, me too. Yep, cool. Awesome. So anywhere I go and someone calls me Bert, you know it's that's a childhood you, that, friend. That's how you yeah. know. <laughs> Roger Higdon called you Bert. That's yeah. the first time I ever heard it. I was like, what in the, what is a Bert? You won't hear anybody that knew me <laughs> during those years call me anything else. Uh, that's wild. <laughs> well, let's start off. Why don't you guys tell us the origins of Darlington Pears and we'll just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, after college, I did... Um, I did classical guitar and composition in college down in Mississippi. Oh, cool. And came up to Louisville. Uh, I worked with a sextet called Mode Roulette for a while. And on the tail end of that project, uh, I had a bunch of material that I felt like would fit something different. And so um, at the time, I met with Cliffy Madden. He learned all of the songs. And uh, then Bert came in a little while later. And we've had... Um, we've had some personnel changes since then. Uh, Fiona, one year ago, uh, came in and joined us on drums. But uh, the the project got kind of started playing around Louisville at places like uh, Tap Room um, and just kind of small stages working out the material and uh, wound up going over to Goldsmith Records to record yeah, our, our, our I first. Recorded, I recorded over yeah. Goldsmith. Which was... Uh, An experience. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so we went in and did all of our tracking. We actually had the whole record ready for like one long day. And so we went in and tracked most things without a click track, uh, just in the room with bass instruments. And then went over and did uh, some dubs day of. Uh, went back and did one round of dubs and then mixed it at the house and released it. Uh, and since then, we've gotten to play some uh, really cool places. Mercury Ballroom, you know, naturally mm-hmm. Z, Z Bar, uh, that sort of stuff. Nice. Uh, and I've spent a lot of that time uh, developing my own home studio as well so that we could keep on working on more stuff. That's what led to our record Vacation, which mm-hmm. was released a week before the quarantine started. Yep. <laughs> Skyler just took us through the whole podcast. Here's the thing, though, man. <laughs> I, the, whole, the whole time, the whole time he's talking, I'm going, okay, okay, okay. But uh, Skyler, I, I really kind of want to dive into you, you a little bit because you know you, you brought up you the. He tried uh, to skip over a few things. Well, didn't he? it's just like you know, we'll have to go back and revisit. Uh, we yeah, can, I want to go can, from the beginning because honestly, man, some of this... Uh, we can check footnotes. Just, <laughs> just listening to the music today, you know, and, and going through uh, top to bottom, it, it's just so 
it's so good, but it's so it, there's everything that's a ton of different stuff going on across all all the you know both vacation and uh, the prior record. Hold on, I wrote it down. Uh, that's did, what I was doing back there. Uh, Caravan mm-hmm. and, and, and and two thumbs and two, thumbs, two thumbs, up. thumbs up. Yeah. So um, that was also made just in my living room. So. Yep. Okay. Well, and was Caravan made in your living room? As Caravan, well? Caravan was mixed in my living room. Okay. But we did record we, that uh, one at Goldsmith. That was at Goldsmith. All right. Yeah, man. Um, you know, there, there's so many different influences in what I hear. And, and some of it seems to be very, very like blues based. Mm. Uh, but, it, you know, I mean, seven, eight, there's a lot of different timing stuff and, and just interesting stuff going on. So, you know, I guess uh, I can't ask the question, Brad, because I feel it would be inappropriate, but we need to really kind of go back and where it all got started. Yeah, well, I, was, I was just thinking that, you know, talk about playing classical guitar in, uh, in college. So, like, when did you start playing guitar? Uh, I started playing guitar at age 10. Um, we had a, an old Yamaha FG335 acoustic. Classic guitar. Yeah, poor, man, poor man's Martin. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, it was uh, just kind of standing guard in a corner. And whenever my hands got big enough, I just grabbed it and brought it to my dad and was like, my hands are big enough. You have to show me how to play this now. Oh, cool. Uh, so he showed me three chords and I learned your uh, Puff the Magic Dragons. And, GCD? Yeah, and uh, Brown Eyed Girl oh, and okay. stuff like that. So uh, my earliest um, guitar influences were just folk revival and um, stuff with good harmonies and um, mm-hmm. kind of a narrative structure. So uh, I, I think that has has remained as I've gone on. But yeah, I started at age 10. I was completely self-taught until I was around 17 uh, outside of those chords. And I took a little bit of uh, guitar lessons at a place called uh, Lip King's Music in Brandon, Mississippi. Wow. Uh, whenever I was 16 or 17 or so. Yeah. So have, did you grow up in Mississippi? Yes. We oh. would have track meets over at Brandon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm also from Mississippi. Oh, is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. Same area? Um, close enough. They had close. track meets there, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you travel all over well, for yeah. track and sports, man. Oh, yeah. You he's, know that. He's close to that. Jackson, and that's kind of the hub for Everything. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned the guitar being in the corner. Was music in your house when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the South, you're just surrounded by, um, well, weekly music for one thing. And um, there's a large amount of emphasis on country and folk and blues and things with like a singable melody and words that are interpretable. I feel like maybe that's run off from me a little bit. but. Um, I was at hymn sings from an early age. I was, um, and I, I've just always been singing to myself, like kind of regardless. I, I did like choir in high school, those sorts of things too. What cool. influenced you to major in music in college? I didn't want to do anything else. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is generally yeah. the way it works, man. If you do that, you're you're in. You mentioned, um, you know, you had a little bit of a different lineup and then and then Bert joined you. How did that come about? Oh, well, um, Cliffy and I actually took the songs that we had been working on over to Taproom and played a set, just guitar and drums. And uh, Bert came out uh, onto the front patio and was talking with us afterwards and was like, you guys need a bass player. <laughs> so Cliffy was a drummer? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bert was like, I'm your bass player. 
<laughs> that's, yeah, that's a very accurate statement. There I mean, was there I mean, was alcohol banned. involved. <laughs> yeah, I had to remind him this happened. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I, no, I remembered it happening. That wasn't that wasn't the issue. <laughs> you called him for practice, and he said, "What are you talking about?" This morning, I reminded him this happened. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. My brain is a wild place. You guys, <laughs> I sent him a text. I was like, "Top Hill is going on." You said you were our bassist. <laughs> I mean, that's not verbatim, but it was along those lines. I was very grateful for that text. <laughs> and when did this go down? Uh, that was after our first show. Yeah, yeah, literally right after the first show. I was there. I was, friend, I was friends with them already. We worked together over at Maxwell's House of Music together. Oh, okay. And so, you know, we were buddies already. And I was just like, this music's cool. I'm, don't, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I like bass. <laughs> it, makes, it, it just made sense, you know. Well, what about you, Bert? Are you a guitar player first? I am. Yeah, there you go. I am actually bass yeah. player by uh, yep. proxy. We're still yeah. over eighty percent. The guitar player, bass player it. pipeline. Yeah, yeah. it so, continues. Uh, yeah, I uh, I picked up a guitar. Uh, it was honestly kind of a similar story to Skylar, but it was two years later. I was twelve, and um, my I remembered like from an early childhood, like my dad having an acoustic guitar, and he would pull it out and play it sometimes, and I always thought that was so cool. And I was about that age and I like he noticed that I was kind of taking an interest in music. You know, we'd always listen to, you know, classic rock growing up, like all your classic, you know, Zeppelin, Fleetwood Mac, Queen, you know, you name it, that whole pipeline, you know, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, all of it. Yes, it, it goes on forever. Um, and he was just like, you know, man, I have this whole guitar down in the basement. Like, if you want to put some strings on it, it's yours. I was like playing trombone and school band at the time I hated it it was <laughs> awful that's 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 a that's a theme over the last couple of weeks isn't it yeah I listened to the one with Ellie Ruth and she was okay. like I played oh, trombone oh, Ellie did that she's, yeah. she's playing trombone in like a civic like band anyway nice huh. well I nice. hope she loves it because she was like I played trombone and I hated it I remember it. talking to her about that at the show um, but you yeah, might, I might hate. play it better if you're pissed off. You might like blow harder or something. <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I had like plenty to be pissed off about at 11 years old. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, I believe it, man. But uh, yeah, so anyway, my dad was just like, here, here's a guitar. My uncle played some guitar too at the time. And they showed me like G, C, and D. It was the same thing. And oh, and my dad also did show me the forbidden song. Of Stairway to Heaven. That was like one of the first songs I ever learned was that like little finger picking part at the beginning. Um, so yeah, I did that. Uh, I mostly taught myself and went to rock school over at, you know, then Mom's Music in Jeffersonville and, uh, you know, hung out with my buddies and played some rock and roll and then so what songs did you do in your first rock school show? We actually, oh gosh, I can't remember exactly oh, what songs we did. Dare you, man. Really? I, actually, I thought no, that would I be take, burned in your brain. I take that back. I do remember one of them. There we go. We were a metal band. We played Aerials by System of a Down. Ooh, I'm like 90, yeah, I'm 95% sure that's a fact. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time. I've it's fact now. You've said I've, it on my I air. mean, I guess. I mean, I've slept since then. But <laughs> yeah, we played a bunch of stuff like that. It was like a bunch of System of a Down. It was a bunch of like Breaking Benjamin and then going into like one of the guys in the band loved like Kiss and I hate Kiss. I'm going to just go on record and say that I do. Hey. I don't like Kiss. That we, we love Kiss. They're very popular. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I like God of Thunder because it was on Tony Hawk. That song was cool. But 
Uh, yeah, man. Outside. You're not old enough to be a big Kiss fan. I guess. Uh, I dude. guess not. I mean, my dad never was. I think that might have been the thing. My dad was just like, yeah, like, there. <laughs> miss. There are not two kinds of people. I in just the think world. Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. But when it comes you know? to Kiss, there are. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd's way so, better. Yeah. Um, no, I really didn't. I didn't even play fingerstyle bass until I joined this band. I always played with a pick on anytime I played bass. So I like top myself how to play fingerstyle and a bunch of music theory from the likes of this guy over here. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about music theory until I joined this band. It's quite honestly. So I could, uh, cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. To that. All hey, right. Hey, I need cheers. some more bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Tells you, man, that thing's going down. <laughs> oh. Maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So, Bert, say hi to Tia while we're here. You know, oh, hey, Tia, what's up? I met your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on uh, the song we're supposed to learn together. I can't remember what it's called. Well, that oh, would be no. that's a that's she sent she she one. messaged it to me. It's somewhere in, well, in the I archives. Well, I say if but, I had to guess, because she only plays one song on the guitar and she plays it over and over, that would be landslide. It's <laughs> listen, it's not that one actually. Uh, okay. No, she wants me to learn the bass part on the keyboard on some song. It's some some rap song. I can't Called remember what Solo. it is. Called Solo by T.O. Weston. Go ahead. Play it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then we come to Fiona. Fiona, how did you get hooked up with these two? Um, like Skyler said, it was like about a year ago. I just got a call late at night. I was watching TV with my boyfriend. And then uh, Skyler was like, hey... We need a drummer, and uh, we played. We had played a show together at Mercury Ballroom with my old band, Quality Cable. And um, yeah, I think that's how he heard about me. And then, oh, oh, my band with my sister, Mother Fungus, recorded at his house. Fungus. <laughs> <Best> name. <laughs> and Great name, I love that name so much, Mother Fungus. Thank you, thank you. Who came up with that name? I think I did, but it was kind of like. Oh, what if the name of the band is Mother Fungus? <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend remembered that and then told my sister and she was like, that should be the name. That's the best. Yeah. And then, so I, we, I want a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have, we have some or a sweatshirt, something like that. Oh, yeah. Got I hoodie. Get one. If you got a hoodie, dude, I'm in. Um, I have a crew like, neck, not a hoodie, but I can make one. They're really <laughs> yeah. easy. Yeah. DIY for life. Yep. There you oh. go. Yeah, but we got our we had an EP recorded at Skylar's, you know, at home studio, and then that's how we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And that's Loop Island Records, right? Yes. And by the way, just to um, put a, a little bit of an image on that, the first time I met Fiona, she was practicing rudiments. Mm. So I was I I was just like it was before the well, before the Mercury Ballroom show. Like, okay, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's. Really, even that sounds awesome. She was like, "Thanks," and it, and then we went upstairs and and played. Uh, <laughs> and then whenever uh, it came time to look for someone to start doing drums, um, just th- that that picture flashed in my head. I was like, "Well, we need someone who practices." Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, 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 she practices. Plus, she plays in so many bands that she's always, uh, you know, chops are always ready. Yeah, <laughs> brain full. That's the phone call. <laughs> hey. Uh, do you ever do? Would you like to be in another band? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at my limit right now. What are you like four, five? Where are you at? I would say like four and a half, five. 
<laughs> so is that two halves or one like band? Like the half counts as like bands that don't practice but have regular gigs, you know? Uh, okay. Where you That's just, show, just up. show up You just play. show up and play, yeah. Pretty easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Easy money. I thought it was going to be one of those bands that she didn't really know whether she was a mm. member of or not. Oh. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Watch the past episodes, please. <laughs> Well, let's listen to a Darlington Paris tune. Tell us about Elevator. Okay, yeah. Um, Elevator is the um, the turning point on vacation. Um, it was uh, it started as a music theory exercise, like a lot of the stuff that I do, um, where I was just working with uh, whatever the opposite chord was out of the um, kind of standard set of. Uh, chords in a key and so I can I, already tell how you cannot help but learn music theory when you're around Skylar mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yes <laughs> so, sorry to interrupt Skylar no it's okay uh, no I got a um, progression that uh, climbed chromatically and then played around with uh, transposing it to places so that the song always felt like it was rising mm. um, and uh, the lyrics, like a lot of things that I've worked on were kind of cobbled together. I would have like an individual line that I knew said something that I wanted to say. And then whenever like, uh, whenever a song comes along, it's kind of like a container for all of the stuff that you want to say. And so um, I would go back and, and cut up my old notes and kind of cobble them together into uh, something that uh, fit. Good. And so uh, the recording is um, straight to a two-track machine that was in uh, my living room. And there's a, a line simultaneously running to the basement where um, there's a speaker hooked up to the back of a piano. And there's a weight on the sustain pedal of the piano, so that what? so that uh, do you, you just dream this the up in your harmonic? Head? No, or? people people have done this, uh, but you kind of use the piano like a plate reverb. Okay, so there's just like a Radio Shack mic aimed into it that's running up and hitting um, kind of the entire thing simultaneously, uh, and it was cut live like that. So, okay, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super cool. Imagine. Did not know that. Papa said to find you, to look you in the eye, softly focus empty pockets and be home for a Oh, my God. 
mountain upon a mountain For a flood upon a flood Looking through water Just like always Breathing air and pumping blood That's cool. That's Thank so you. Cool. Yeah. Did you have a parakeet in the basement too? No, no. That was um, that was part of the mixing process. That got um, there are a number of places in the record actually um, where uh, after we tried playing just bird song in the background so that it would be there in between uh, songs in a set, uh, we decided to apply it across a, a pretty large amount of the album. So there are a number of places where um, incidental and environmental sounds are there. Yeah, I noticed that when I was listening today. That's interesting to hear hear you talk about the song because when I listened to it today, I was like, uh, you know, when I, when I was listening to it, I got the image and I don't know if I've got the error right because I'm not a music historian or anything, but I kind of like pictured like a 1920s lounge singer, you know, it's kind of, mm. kind of had that feel. Mm. So it was interesting to hear you describe how you recorded it. Yeah. It's kind of like a song exploder episode. Have you guys ever listened yeah. to that? Yeah. I like yeah. Uh, hearing the process the behind the song. Yeah. You know, the one thing that, uh, just listening through today that I continuously uh, came back to and thought was the melody lines are so set apart from most traditional thinking and, and structure in today's music, if that makes sense, because it's they're so well done. It always leaves you, you know, you throw something, it's almost like you play it like a, like its own instrument. It's, it, you're using your, your voice and your melody line to create a bigger sound for the song and, and what's going on with the instrumentation. You don't hear a lot of, of melodies like that to where you, the wording and the phrasing, everything, it seems like it has its purpose and fits in a spot. And I think now kind of just talking to you, you know, all that must be intentional. Is there, is like when you write, are you writing your melody lines with intent to be like fit into everything perfectly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I try and mess as much up as I possibly can. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. That's, um, I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I try and make sure that I can um, get things stuck in my head. Like if I can, if I can mm. hum it to myself while I'm doing anything else and convince myself that um, I'm singing a song that's just fun to sing on its own merits, then, uh, then I, I, I take that as the seal of approval for something. And, and usually that does happen. Um, it happens to me every mm -hmm. time we practice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that doesn't always happen at the same time as arrangement. Well, you right? know, man, it's like that. Yes. 
it makes sense when you say that, but also umbop was super catchy. <laughs> so there are ways to, you know, cheapen it up and not have to think about it, but to have, to be able to get that type of, keep it in your head, but also make it interesting because it's so interesting. There's nothing that's, that's phoned in about what is going on with, with it. Thank so, you. Yeah. I, I will go to bat for Umbop though. That song. <laughs> that song. I'm not saying that it's song, a bad song. Well, all I'm, no, no. I wouldn't. I, I didn't think you were. I'm just saying that song has stuff on its mind. <laughs> oh man. So Skylar, how long? How long have you been? Would you consider yourself a writer? Or when did you first start writing? Uh very shortly after I learned to play guitar, I started trying to do my own stuff. And I think somewhat stubbornly, always just figured that I, I wouldn't need to learn too much of anybody else's stuff. Uh, that um, has changed at certain points, but it definitely started out with like, oh, well, these are just some words with some chords that I'm learning. I could I could come up with words. I could come up with chords. And I would rather like process whatever's on my mind as a... a I guess, 12 or 13 year old than um, just digest whatever else is going on. I was also out in Puget, Mississippi, which is uh, a country enough. And so uh, I, I didn't always have a, a load else to do. And so um, I spent a lot of time just experimenting around with what I could do to play guitar differently within the, within the parameters that were available to me. So... Mm. I wish I would have thought like that when I was younger. You know? I was like, how do you play a break heart? <laughs> you know? I just wanted to know how to play stuff. I, played, I never thought outside the box. Well, that was, that was another um, aspect of it was I was surrounded by popular country music, which looking back, there are a bunch of examples from that time that I actually do consider good songs from that genre. But at the time, I was so drenched with it that I was mm -hmm. like, I, I don't want to hear any of this stuff. I don't want to learn anything that people want to hear. I yeah. I just want to play whatever is interesting to me. And so I, I did a lot of that. Yeah. When did you start playing your music publicly? Performing? Um... No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything before Darlington Bears? Yeah. No, I played, um, uh, like I said, there was a sextet. We released an EP. Um, the band was called Mode Roulette. And uh, that was my first project after moving to Louisville. And then in the half a year before we moved up here, um, uh, it feels kind of funny to, to revisit this. I had a really fun time making this record. Um, but I, I made an EP with a band that uh, kind of came together in that last six months. Uh, it was called Polycanon, but spelled with like the Latinization of Polycanon because um, everyone thinks they're clever whenever they're in college. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, but, we, but we put together, uh, by the way, Polycanon friends, uh, love you. Thank you so much for helping me uh, make that uh, music. And uh, thanks for letting me help you make that music. It was really fun. But we made a uh, what was going to be the first half of a record called uh, Ocula Plania that um, is still somewhere on Bandcamp. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> and before that, um, I was just involved in uh, stuff with the music department at um, uh, 
in Jackson at Bellhaven. So okay. So what led you to Louisville? Yeah. Oh, um, I fell in love with a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. She's from Clarksville, and uh, we live in New Albany with our cat Uber. Okay. Yeah. So um, how when long I, have you been up here? Um, we got done with college down there, and just sort of said, "Well, uh, let's go see what's happening around Louisville." And we headed up here, um, and have been working and playing in the area ever since. Right on. All right, cool. How about another tune? Tell us about Solar Gazing. Mm. Um, this song's fun to play on guitar. There you go. <laughs> okay. It's fun to play, period. Kind of, It's kind of one of the harder ones to play live. Oh, okay. I like this. It's like fast and a uh, lot of stuff going on. A lot of drum fills in this one. I'm not on this recording, um, but I try to emulate it. <laughs> oh yeah! I'm By sure the way, we do have recordings um, in the pipeline that will feature Fiona. We just sort of landed at this point in time. So. There we go. Want to have some after tonight? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> good point, man. <laughs> right on. All right, here we go. Solar gazing. <laughs> Cheers, solar gazing. <laughs>
Do you sing backup, Bert? On that one, I sure do. Oh, are you singing backup while you're playing those fills? Mm. No. That was good. <laughs> that's one of the only I don't songs. sing on that one. Yeah, that's one of the only songs with backups that Fiona doesn't do. Yeah. Yet. Too much drumming. Uh, she'll, she'll get there. I guarantee That's how I feel there's, about there's there's no like, pressure. One I, of them's going to suffer for a while. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. drumming or the singing is going to. That's how before I Before I get it. You'll get it. Every time I sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Bert. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. man. No, I, I said really early on on this, I was just, just, just learn stuff as it occurs to you. Follow your instincts. You know what to do. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah, it's worked. No, I love it. I love that tune. You said you've got some uh, coming up with uh, Fiona. What are you guys having to works? Uh, well, you guys want to... Now is as good a time Yeah, as right as on. Works. Okay, cool. I mean, so, break it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we are working on a new record. Hey. And it has got uh, some some parts already decided on. And one of them is uh, the title track, which is called Bubblegum, which is the first track. And um, we have got a version of it that we're going to release on the Equinox. Uh, the 20th. Yeah. 20th, I think. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and um I don't know. We're we're really throwing everything at it. So That's exciting. I'm, I'm really proud of this one. And you guys are doing all the recording and things yourself. Mm-hmm. You did this is this is all you all yeah. in uh all at your place. Mm-hmm. All Loop Island. Yeah. All done at Loop Island. I realized that Loop Island was just really fun to say. So, <laughs> kind of like bubblegum. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like mother fungus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We we, uh, oh, we specialize in fun to say words. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, therefore, Loop Island Records, Loop Island Hermit Club, uh, which actually tonight we'll be doing uh, Loop Island Hermit Club. Loop Island Hermit Club is just uh, the same band with a different name. All right. See you here on One Shot, One Mic, One Song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to introduce ourselves differently mm. on that one. If you say so. But I want to, I want to, <laughs> I just want to fold it all in. So for that song, we are Darlington Pears and Loop Island Hermit Club. Or Loop Island Hermit Club and Darlington Pears. Take your pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so confused. Mm. <laughs> Me too. Good. <laughs> Good. So tell us a little bit about Darlington Pears. Isn't that like a. An electrical schematic term or something? Yeah, it's a component. Um, it's two transistors wired in series. Uh, I, again, liked the sound of it and kind of liked what it uh, what it summoned up whenever I thought about it. And so, um, yeah, uh, that is just taken from the name for the component. I'm not an electrical engineer or anything. Though, he kind but, of is. He's, he does, he's he, like Doc Brown. I'm, I'm, up, no, I'm, a, I'm a hobbyist. But he fixes up like mics and 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> you, mics uh, and amps. You do like mic modifications? Yeah. Like um, you take those old MCL, MXLs and make them like something special? I did the... Um, uh, here, let's just give these fine folks a little, a little spotlight. Yeah, so microphoneparts.com has got, um, uh, I don't even remember. It's, I think, the T12. I've built that one. And then uh, their RK47 capsule, I put it in a Rode NT1A. And so it acts like a Neumann now. It's Ooh. really fun. So how do those turn out? I've, been, I've always been very curious about those rebuilds. Don't be a skeptic. Okay. Bam. <laughs> you heard it here and I believe it. Yeah. Um, we, my, might, we might have to buy one of your mods then. My favorite mics I've ever worked with. 
like really, really delicious. That and um, I have got them run right now through an old Pioneer uh, spring reverb that's got a tube section in it. And so if you turn the spring reverb off, you just have a condenser mic hitting like this tube section and kind of frying out old school. And, and I got to say, Skyler, I love your brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, you got <laughs> he, was, he was really fun to record with on my oh, other, well, for, for Darling to Paris, but also for my first project because it was all on tape. And it oh. was like, he was like, yeah, we're going to just run it all on tape and just blast it and like, and then cut it back. I, I, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind and of stuff. And then it just fun. sounds really yeah. like blown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I. So I like, you think about like megahertz and and uh, the ranges and all these things like uh, this guy all the time. Do you want to no. tell him about your secret weapon? Uh, yeah, we can talk about the secret weapon. <laughs> oh, <uh-oh. laughs> yeah. Let's hear about the, the secret weapon. Yeah. One of the it's, coolest things I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah. So have you guys ever messed around with um, spectrograms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the uh, the spectroid spectrogram on android i will pull up and if there's a mix that i really like the sound of it i'll watch how it acts so that i can recognize what's making each thing that i like happen and kind of reverse engineer that from time Uh. to time so um so yes i I do think about uh i do think about hertz and, (laughs) and ranges and those things uh Quite a lot. Look how happy he is right now, y'all. No, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here thinking. I don't. I don't know how much of a secret weapon that is because I don't know how many people could do that. Right? Fiona, you've been here three times. You ever seen him smile like that? I don't know. No, I, don't I, don't know. So. I am kind of geeking out. Hey, on that's it, a nerd yeah. lab. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, has a big he's like brain. spectrograms. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> I love it, man. It is really helpful. Like, no, uh, it's amazing. He'll he'll pull it's, it out for mixing at live venues, and then they'll be like, "Oh, it's feedbacking right here." Exactly. I only laugh <laughs> yeah. because I know exactly where he's at with this. Because that's, oh yeah, you know, I watch yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I feel you, dude. Skyler, sounds- you don't know how many times I've looked at microphoneparts.com and just almost pulled a trigger and like, that- ah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what we get. Neil, we're like the same person. Yeah, it's like I'm You wanna play music? <laughs> yeah. Right. Sounds like this. What you win? Cool, let's go. <laughs> Try the D twelve. So good. And you can hear that? There you go. Yeah. 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 Built in omni switch. Are you gonna do it yourself? Or are you mm-hmm. gonna pay Skylar to do it? I can't. I, I don't think I can solder anything that small. I got three hours. Hey, we'll talk. I'll take you up yeah. on that. Sounds good. There you go. What do we owe you? <laughs> Nothing yet. All right. All right. All right. So our listeners that want to follow you guys more closely, where do they, where do they find you? At Darlington Pears. That's pretty much it. On Facebook, everything. Facebook, Instagram. Do we have a Twitter? I don't um, think so. We don't have a Twitter. We hang out on Instagram mostly. Um, yeah, we, find we, we have done and we'll do some uh, some TikTok stuff, but really just whatever uh, whatever front on the internet is letting you put stuff out in front of people, we'll, we'll follow it. But Instagram is our... Instagram's our, the jam. That's our primary kind of archiving service. And that's where we take messages and things. All right. Yep. We're going to go out with Infrasound. Tell us about that. Hmm. I... Uh, so I... It came up with a way of teaching um, rhythm to students where you say yes or no at any given moment 
to just indicate whether or not a new sound happens there. And so, uh, and we'd choose them arbitrarily. So I'd say, um, okay, I choose no, you choose yes, and we go on like that. Um, and I got one once that was like, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And then you just chop out, you either chop out half of it by taking out the nose and kind of creating some sort of rhythm there that's trackable without having to worry about like learning rhythmic notation or anything like that. Uh, or you assign one part to the yeses, one part to the noes, and kind of move back and forth between them. Uh, this was uh, um, no yes, yes, no yes, no yes. Uh, that <laughs> that uh, I applied over. Uh, See, I got, I got that part of his brain. No, yes, no, yes. I got this part of his brain. You got the other part. You just got a real big brain. You're big covering a lot brain. of territory right now. Big brain. <laughs> it's mostly just a big skull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that infrasound? Yeah, so we, we applied that um, to a uh, guitar part. And then once I got comfortable playing it in one place, I tried moving it around to some different places in the scale. And um, uh, I got to, again, I got to um, give props to Cliffy Madden, who um, came up with the solo section on this song um, and kind of helped with finishing the arrangement on it. Uh, but yeah, uh, this song, um, we wanted to do something that was uh, really blown out and wide and aggressive and kind of had that um, like natural eardrum compression feeling. And uh, so we put this together. A lot of the vocals are recorded through um, a little Vox tone bender that I built. Um, <laughs> From scratch out of uh, driftwood out of the Ohio and River. And a hand saw. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. The metal um, detector on the beach. Yeah. So there, I found this wire. There are things. There are things like uh, the the scream that comes later on in this mix that uh, I don't know if they're actually naturally possible because it's mostly like vocal fry through a distortion pedal, so that you get like that really high kind of shriek out of it. But um, I tend to just try and roar the song as hard as I can whenever we play it live. But anyway, yeah, um, it's. Uh, have you ever seen um, those uh, telephone poles? Um, I've seen a telephone pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um, like, they've got those. they got lights on them. They're like lines between them, and they go along the road. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes so, they have this thing on the top of them that makes weird noises. Right. Oh, my God. I was listening to that for like yeah. a minute outside. What's the melody, Neil? How's it, it go? Dude, was it like, was, you wouldn't talk about yo, no, yes, yes, no, no. That's what it was doing. <laughs> it was going, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 <laughs> so you, guys, out there. you guys are talking about the transformer at the end of my driveway. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a real and transformer. I'm waiting for it to like transform into a guitar god. Because <laughs> it's always and Fiona, making noise. Hornet nest on the bottom was huge two years ago, <laughs> where every time we checked the mail, we thought we were going to die. <laughs> oh my God. Either the thing was going to blow up or they were going to get attacked by hornets. Either one could have happened at any time. But that transformer has been making odd noises for. You know, you know why? Oh. That transformer more than meets the eye. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well done. Roll credits. Well done. You're all welcome for that. Um, that's a Johnstone joke. More there. than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Ignore oh, oh yeah, yeah, you ever? Sorry, man. Um, if you've ever seen one of those that has like six lights on the same pole, it uh, it looks a little like a UFO if you squint. <laughs> so, oh. oh yeah, okay. I've uh, actually never seen that. And that's oh. infrasound. Oh well, also uh, just um, man, I'm confused about any, this song. Anyone, now. anyone uh, curious about the title? Infrasound's just that range of uh, sounds that are so low that you can feel them, you can kind of perceive them, but you can't hear them. Strictly speaking, uh, I got a question. Yeah. yeah, go for it. The new iPod Pros. This yeah. is not a pro. Uh, right. I wish this was a promo because then uh-huh. we'd be getting some dollars. Yeah, but this okay. is not. So my kid. Uh, Jackson, who's my middle uh, oldest son, middle child, he just bought the new iPod Pros, and we're in uh, where are we at? El, no, I don't know the the church place on on Bargetown Road, Noche. Oh yeah, Noche, yeah, Noche. We're in this. It's in the you know six o'clock dinner rush. It's loud as hell. We're eating, munching on the. Their chips are awesome. And uh, he's like, hey, put these in. I'm like, all right. I put them in. He's like, hey, look, you can hear everything. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. Yeah, it's got the hear through. And all of a sudden, shh, nothing. Yeah. And I was wondering, do you think that is... Infrasound. Infrasound. Is there is there a tone that's being emitted to mute everything? Because there's no way that it's like sealing anything. It, it's got to be a tone. You, you ready for this? Yes, sir. So I don't think that's infrasound, okay. but what that sounds like it is, if I had to take an educated guess, is some sort of active phase cancellation mechanism. I so knew I was going to say that. So, so they're playing back the <laughs> same. They're playing back the same audio, but at a different uh, phase cancellation. Yeah, yeah. So that it it plays you a sound, it hears a sound, and then the sound outside it plays a phase canceled version of that. So that whenever it hits your eardrums, you have a null produced at wherever the outside sound was. Mm. Got it, Neil. Yeah, I wrote it. Yeah, down. I'm glad so, I took acoustics in college. One thing I want to put on the record, the biggest reason I'm happy I'm in this band, I learn something every single time I hang out with both of these guys. I guarantee it. I time. It's great. I love (laughs) y'all. You should get an honorary music degree or something, Bert. (laughs) I kind of feel like I have one. (laughs) I'm actually teaching at JCTC this uh, next semester, if you'd like to (laughs) come check it out. Save save your money. Look up the modes on Wikipedia. There you go. I still (laughs) haven't done that. Ionian, Dorian. All right, Phrygian, Phrygian. (laughs) We appreciate you guys spending the last hour Mm. with us. Yeah, and, uh, it was fun. Was this was great. Let's check it out. We're going to go out with Infrasound. Infrasound. <laughs>